0: It's day seven of the Edisha Men's World Cup, and you're with the World Cup Daily. Argentina look like they're through, Spain and New Zealand struggle, and France could be on the brink of something great. Uh, Greetings, my name is John Lee, co-host of the World Cup Daily, and I'm joined by...
1: Matt Allen, that's here we you. are once again. Day show, day show, show seven,
0: <laughs> covering day six. Catch and up, that's, isn't it? Is. that's a whole week we've managed so
1: far, John. We're not at each other yet. Uh, uh, we're still friends.
0: Ago. Yep, we're here.
1: <laughs> just about. Not, not <laughs> I don't know if my wife feels the same with me at the moment, but look, we're loving the hockey. Uh, prime time for us every evening. We're managing to catch a couple of games, and yep. what great games last night! Uh, a close encounter between Spain and the French and uh, New Zealand really showing their credentials there, taking care of, uh, sorry Argentina showing their credentials there, taking care of New Zealand.
0: Let's go through those results. Uh, First up, the early game, it was France versus Spain. You call it Euro Derby? It's a Euro Derby, isn't it?
1: One of many. One of
0: many, yeah. uh, Neighbours, close neighbours and it was an intriguing game. Um, I thought there was quite a few mistakes to yeah. be made but there was a lot of endeavour and intent uh, game kicked off in the first period with a goal to the French um, number 28 uh, Clement. Timothy Clement
1: super pass from the big char to make that happen he's having
0: a good tournament just quietly yep uh, a great field goal for the French uh, set them up nicely early in the game, and I think that made people sit up a little bit and go, "Hang on, what's going on here?" But well, it, it made the
1: Spanish <laughs> sit up because you know they they, they rushed themselves into so many errors through the game, uh, never really quite got settled. They they had fifty nine percent of the possession, sixty eight percent pass accuracy, uh, seven corners though, mate, and zip from all seven. Um, um, the the French goalkeeper Tiafri, was in great form. There was that one super clearance off the line from one of the Genesta brothers. Um, yeah, the Spanish uh, struggled to get into the game despite having uh, that good possession, but they did they did strike back with a super team goal.
0: They did in the 48th minute, and uh, that was to Alvaro Inglesias. Um, very well, it was, it was a well worked goal. So, yeah, great end. great team goal. And uh, not not a particularly Flash, what would you call it, uh, strike or anything no. like that? It was, you know, just the the player out the back, standing alone.
1: Once again, there's been three or four in couple the tournament of so far, yeah.
0: and uh, they're on the ball. What what I did, what it did uh, strike me, as we've seen, as you said, several instances of that sort of play. The number of times guys are being allowed to stand behind the back, outside the back post, yeah. alone, was uh, no no defender goal side of them
1: Yeah, and we see over commitment from those guys that are sort of between yeah. the line and the, and the spot it's almost and like it's they're being sucked forward. in yeah, they're, yeah.
0: Be, they're, they're racing towards the ball sometimes you've just got to hang back and get goal side of that fella and make sure that they can't score those really easy tap in goals
1: that's right. 1 1 for the game. You but,
0: uh, mentioned the uh, stats there. What was interesting is the stats were pretty much consistent and even across all four quarters. There wasn't a period of the match where perhaps Spain dropped back a little bit and the French got some ascendancy. It was pretty much the same all the way throughout the game. And look, the Spanish, you look at that, they basically went at 67 to 70% up passing accuracy and. Sixty percent possession.
1: Yeah, Sixteen circle entries. They certainly <laughs> created the opportunities, but the French had a super opportunity. Hugo Geneste stepped up to take a stroke fairly late on, uh, but man of the match, Kiko Cortes. He was uh, he was good enough for it. Now How his, good a save was that. Well, his quote. Well, his quote was, uh, "You choose the side, and the ball comes to you." Um, after the game, now I don't think it was a great stroke, and. It's, it's the oldest trick in the book, stand a little bit to the left and throw yourself down right there wasn't enough height on the ball or pace coming from the stroke.
0: Well there wasn't, it was either too high or it was too low, if he had gone low into the corner he probably would have been right
1: and what I loved as well was Cortez's mind games before just delayed, delayed, <laughs> delayed, delayed and he got <laughs> His into teammates the head. were
0: helping him out too. Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: but no he, he, uh, he just did enough I think to get into the head of uh, Hugo there um, of course the, the Spanish had a chance late as well with Gonzalez. we spoke about him yesterday Today um, he pulled clear he had a he had a super ball inside on his right, and he decided to try and uh, put it on the reverse stick and uh, yeah rightly stuffed that up and uh, lost the opportunity to win the game later on
0: and moving on to the late game, the seven pm mshwa time it was New Zealand taking on Argentina now uh, this is very much I thought the game that would help define the pool I thought um, Perhaps New Zealand were a real strong chance here to upset the Argentinians. It wasn't to be. It was nil all at quarter time. A very tight, first opening period? Oh yeah, for that
1: first five minutes, there was four or five huge shots on goal, and jo- Joyce was looking superb, very calm, very collected yeah, very in, for game. the Kiwis, yeah.
0: Very good game. But the Spanish opened the scoring in the 23rd The Argentinians? Uh, sorry, the Argentinians opened the scoring, yeah, 20, uh, number 26 that is, that would be Augustin Mazzilli, very good goal, You, Whoa. I know you raved <laughs> about it.
1: Jeez, a rocket. into Just the pinpoint accuracy into the top corner was superb. That puts him on to three for the tournament so far.
0: Yeah, Argentina doubled their lead in the uh, 41st minute with a goal to Villa. He was um, a very, very good Lucas. It was uh, a classic uh, attacker's goal in the sense that the defender thought he was out, had the ball in the D, came out, went to run the ball straight out the top of the D. A Really, really good. Good from behind tackle. Now, often we see forwards making those tackles from behind and they're collecting, you know, legs, sticks, all sorts of things on the way through. Mate, the replay showed it, it was ball, nothing but ball. It was a brilliant tackle and uh, he managed to gain possession and, and slot the goal home. And they uh, well, He, he went,
1: in, went in to get player in the match as well, Lucas. Yeah.
0: yeah. He had a good game and uh, they rounded out the 3 0 victory, one goal in each of the second, third and fourth quarters in the uh, 55th minute, thanks to number 23, Lucas Martinez. Um,
1: so a one from four um, That's corner, off a corner, quarter, yeah, corner conversion rate there for, for Argentina.
0: Yeah, and what was interesting is um, the big guns didn't have an effect on the scoreboard, but he's certainly having an effect on defences. He was they,
1: superb. Well, Charlesworth spoke a lot about the way that he's developed in three or absolutely, four years. And he?
0: you'd have to agree with that when, you know, perhaps... The last World Cup, he was seen as just a drag flick specialist and not much else. Now he's a real quality defender and holding up that defence and Thro-
1: throwing some lovely overheads, well, decisive go- balls.
0: Olympics, I think he might be looking at the Olympics. Um, very good player. Oh yeah, no, he's still, yeah, he's still got
1: time. He's not not as old as some of the boys in the uh, in no. the Argentina set up there.
0: But it was a very good win for Spain. Now, uh, sorry for Argentina. Wasn't a good win for Spain. It wasn't a good game for Spain at all, to be honest. Let's get on to what that means for the pools, though, Matt. That's the interesting thing.
1: Well, you'd, you'd think that Argentina would win the group, wouldn't you? That, that's uh, six, there, six points at they're the top on now. There are six
0: points. Yeah, they've got a goal difference of plus four. New Zealand are in second. They're on three points with the one win But their goal difference is minus two Which is going to be crucial um, Because Spain and France are both on a point Having uh, picked up draws But then Spain play New Zealand next Spain play New Zealand next But their goal difference is only a negative one goal difference Um, And the next games are As you mentioned Spain and New Zealand Argentina and France Now does Argentina just turn off a little bit or are they going out with killer instinct no, are they going to got try to go, players that's it
1: you've got to go out with killer instinct with it no doubt there John so they'd yeah. uh, if they go straight through to that quarter final they'll play that on the 12th of December where they'll meet the um, either the second in pool B or the third in pool A as that looks at the moment You know, we could see England, Ireland or New Zealand, well, Spain um, being involved in that game long, yeah. long way to go
0: before that now in pool C of course they played their second game the day before uh, and there uh, that pool's really interesting because you've got essentially got the two teams at the top it's a pool in 2 two teams on four points two teams on one point um and uh, so those last games will decide both who misses out and who takes top spot um India play Canada which you think put india in in the the firing line to go well, through? I think got india 4-3
1: last last time they met didn't they goal
0: difference of plus 5 to belgium's goal difference of 1 so Belgium against South Africa, can they pile? They'd have to pile the goals on. But you can't. See, you can't honestly tell me you think Canada can beat India at this tournament.
1: I'm not saying they can't. No, we're still waiting for the big upset. Just a draw for China doesn't count as a big upset in the group yet. In the group stages yet. So. No, but
0: we might be up with a big, big upset. We might be coming up for a big upset today. What,
1: you don't think England gonna beat Australia, do you?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> but I think China can beat Ireland. But we'll get to that very we'll soon. That. We'll get to so that, that, that very gates. soon. Before we do, what we need to do is listen to Mr Ernst Bart from BE Hockey because he's been across all of the predictions for us. How's his record going at the moment? Have we been counting?
1: He's not, I don't really want to start counting because I don't want to embarrass the poor bloke. He's oh, not, he can't be right all the time, can he?
0: Oh, well, no, but it's right a lot of the time. <laughs>
2: You're listening to the World Cup Daily Predictions A cooperation between studio hockey and the First pitch Day 7 is here and we get to see the impressive Aussies perform again The reigning world champions have every intention of taking home the cup For a third and consecutive time Their opponents today, England, did not really have their dream start in this tournament. Where where Australia beat Ireland convincingly 3-0, the English struggled to get a draw versus China. A global superpower, but not so much in our game of hockey. I think the Aussies will have an easy win and beat the English in one straight set, 6-1. In game two of this Tuesday, the brave Chinese will face the Irish. I think it's safe to say the element of surprise has gone. And scoring twice from only five circle penetrations in the entire game will not happen again. I predict a clean sheet for Davy Hart and some four goals for the Irish strikers. So that will be a 4-0 for Ireland. That's it for today on the Daily World Cup predictions. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. But for now, enjoy your hockey. Or as they say in India... Up, Buzz Hockey. Hi, I'm Trent Midden, and you're listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast at the Odisha Hockey World Cup. You are
1: indeed listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast. Thank you, Trent. Thank you, Ernst, for the predictions from studiohockey.com. Uh Just the 11 goals expected tonight, then, from Ernst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want much, well, buddy, do you?
1: Blimey, now.
0: Uh, yeah, um, it could be. Look, Let, Let's start with the first game, the early game, on at 5pm Boobanesha time. England versus Australia what do you think Ernst doesn't give the English much hope
1: well, look at the two results in 2018 that were played between England and Australia. There's the Commonwealth Games final. That was a 2-1 win to Oz. A Trent-Mitten double in that game. Um, but that was a pretty fiery encounter. Three yellows and five greens. Uh, Ian Sloan getting the, the goal for England in that one. And then the Sultan Aslan Shah final uh, early on in the year. That was a 2-1 win to Australia. Lockie Sharp and Blake Govers from a penalty corner um, getting on the score sheet there. Sam Ward, who of course isn't in this World Cup because of injury. He scored the uh, the goal for England there head to head they played 10 times in the World Cup since 1975 um, England have only won twice 2010 in Delhi and 75 in KL and of course in 1986 it was a 2-1 win for Australia to win the World Cup final at Wilsdon in London in that Australian side on the day Rick Charlesworth is on the mic at the moment Colin Batch the current Australian coach and Grant Mitten dad of Trent Mitten
0: very good stats thank they're you very much they're very good Um <laughs> I I don't see them getting beaten as much as Ernst would like. (laughs) But um, uh, I, I certainly see Australia winning.
1: Well, in the China game England would have to consider themselves a little unlucky they had 60% possession 79% pass accuracy and 22 circle entries in the game they just couldn't get more than the two in the goal could they uh, Cleggen will still be a threat at corners though against Australia yep. um, but I think yeah, there's going to be a bit too much running uh, a bit too much forward pressure on the ball from Australia and if you give guys like Brand like Govers an opportunity in front of the net then they're going to stick it away
0: and what I've been critical of English hockey I think uh, generally in that both on the men's and women's side of things uh, a lot of them try and win the game off their own stick and uh, if they can Get rid of that habit and start passing the ball around a bit more. Because when, the, when they try and do that, the Aussie defenders sit at the back and just wait for them to come. Well, we
1: watched the England game the other night against China and I saw your indignation after one of the England goals was scored uh, with the players sort of stood arms aloft celebrating and you just gave, you went, oh, look, look at that, oh, look at that. And um, that says it all. We've spoken about that before yeah. on the Reverse Stick podcast as well. Yeah.
0: Um, maybe get your them, head down uh, turn score around one of them get back in the back last your own minute half. to clinch a crucial victory yeah for sure do that but you know first goal of the game whatever yeah early on didn't work out that way for him um second game Ireland versus China now in the last few days since the Australia game we've seen a lot of people you know, praising the Irish for their pluck, etc., for their unlucky result against Australia. And, uh, you know, they did play well, great deal of tenacity and stuff.
1: Well, Davey Hart was very happy with the result. Yeah, they, they, were. they were. in the game. It was only 2-1. It, it,
0: it was a good result for them. But uh, this is more in line to people say, oh, you know, they a bit of luck they could have won or whatever. If, if the luck applies, then Australia puts another 4 or 5 in. On that, on what we saw in that game.
1: We've got to remember as well that Ireland are world ranked number 10. They got a bronze in the Euros in in 2015. Um, They've got one of the best goalkeepers in the world behind them. They've got a strike force
0: who can score goals. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think they're still a bit soft at the back. Australia got a lot of chances. Australia had a lot of opportunity, a lot more than Ireland did to to score goals. Now, we saw what China did with five chances, as Ernst said the other day. Now, maybe that won't repeat itself. Maybe that's the way China's going to go about things. And maybe they will be that good to be able to not get many entries but score off the ones they do.
1: In the last four encounters between the two sides, Ireland have won all four of them. Last time around was uh, the Hockey World League semi in Antwerp in 2015. That was a 6-0 win for Ireland over China. Now in that game, uh, Alan Southern, he got a hat-trick, but he almost got the fastest Ireland hat-trick of all time. He scored uh, on 18 minutes 26. 18 minutes 45, he then had a stroke on 19 minutes 51, which he missed, um, but, but that would have been a hat-trick in a minute and 25 seconds, he did complete that on 33 minutes, he got his hat-trick, that was a 6-0 win, that was a very feisty game, so good luck to the umpires today, Simon Taylor and Javid Shaikh, um because last time around there was four yellows and three greens. Um, and the yellows were all clustered quite closely <laughs> together. Uh, the time before they played Hockey World League round two in Delhi in 2013, that was a 4 0 win for Ireland, and Shane O'Donoghue got a hat trick in that game. So, you know, he's. Uh, so the last time they played form. was
0: 2015. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we can p- completely throw that form out the window. Oh, it's so
1: virtually, you know, there's there's a, a, a totally different island squad in there. It's and, totally
0: different, uh, China. That uh, absolutely right. Um, what they what they appear to have bought so far to this tournament is that they are very organised and can play a little bit. We'll find out tonight because if they are as they appear, then they can probably toss the Irish, I would think.
1: Especially with those lovely
0: hands. Yes. I'm not going there Where I am going to go Is the goal of the day And today It comes um, From the Argentina New Zealand game It was the second goal That was scored In the 41st minute And it was scored By Lucas Villa Keep going keep Picked going. up by Tarrant In midair Oh and then Villa Steals it back Oh and he's beaten Joyce for speed there That was just Too good New Zealand are going To refer this though uh, it Didn't help though uh, the goal stood commentary courtesy of Dan Strange with uh, Star Sports and the FIH and their excellent coverage of this World Cup and uh, some great replays too and the replay of that particular goal showed you a just a brilliant from behind tackle by a determined attacker, uh, poor old New Zealand captain Blair Tarrant Bas- robbed. robbed not robbed, basic defender's mistake, don't Run the ball out of the D by running straight yeah. up the middle of the ground. Yeah. He got pinked. If you know, uh, sideway, If you if you run outside line and try and get it that way, yeah, whatever. But if you're in the middle of the D and you've got time, get it out of there. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he chose to run with the ball and Lucas picked him off.
1: So congratulations of to Lucas for winning a, a it. Goal sponsored of the day. Goal of the day. What else have we got, John? That's about it for today. A couple of little bits. The weather in BBI at game time this evening. We're looking at around 23, 24 degrees. It's a little bit foggy there at the moment with 74% humidity. Oh. So it's a bit of a warm one, uh, dropping to around 49% by game time and six degre- uh, 6K winds coming well, in.
0: What I did notice uh, the other day was, you know, how they have photos and stuff of players arriving at the ground and things like that and all that. Normally you see the players turn up, track seat pants, maybe a hoodie bar blah blah yeah it's, it's shorts and, and singlets at, <laughs> at this World Cup they're rolling up in so it gives you some idea what the weather's like there really I, did,
1: I did, did see some bug spraying as well around oh, the ground with the t- when the uh, the teams were preparing as well <laughs> okay. uh, face masks required I think
0: looking really looking forward to tonight's games England Australia early at 5pm Bermenazwa time and Ireland China which should be a very intriguing game coming up at the 9pm time slot tomorrow we've got um, Germany and the Netherlands, that's a a blue ribbon event at any World Cup, that game. And what should be a pool-defining game for both of these teams, Malaysia and Pakistan, that's a late game tomorrow
1: couple of bits of updates on players coming in and out. Hamstring injury for Manu Stockbrooks for Belgium has seen Antoine Keener the forward coming to replace him. Also on the plane with him from Belgium is Augustine Mermans. Uh, he's been flown over as a precautionary measure for the second part of the tournament. Uh, not as reported to replace John John Doman who uh, was reported as being sick. He was sick uh, on the lead up to the tournament with bronchitis and he's building up his strength every day but he's certainly not dropping out of the squad. Um, Australian reserves there, there. Netherlands they, they'll they look to fly their reserves in as late as possible but I think there's quite a, um, a strict medical that needs to take place to rule you out of the tournament and just being sick for a couple of days doesn't wash it it's got to be you know, a pretty substantial injury to, to knock you out
0: um, we got accused of being biased too we did yeah Aussie bias. Well,
1: I'm not going to say biased. anything about um, the hook and Stephen Findlay's appearance on the scored fantasy league because he's gone up to 11th spot and it's about five places above me now. Yeah. So, so Stephen, stop your whinging. You, you're climbing the table. Uh, late mover on the table, John. Rob Abbott hit, hit the top five of oh, really? his team. A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. And, and Courtney Doherty with Doherty's Army has uh, taken the top spot at the moment on 83 points. My Aussie boys are playing tonight, mate, so I'm hoping that I'm back in the top ten.
0: Stephen, I'm not biased towards Australia, but I am biased against England. Have a great day, folks. Going to throw another shrimp on the barbie.
2: What is a shrimp?